Hey, everybody, if you have a chance, this is Scooter, uh, and you can go over to iTunes and review the show. It's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And it's a big help and just, you know, when other people find the podcast, maybe they see what you wrote about the show and they can relate to it and then they decide to listen. Or they say, well, geez, maybe this isn't the podcast for me and we save them some time. So either way, it works. And I really appreciate it. So, uh, and you know, if I feel down, I say, well, let me read some nice reviews and you guys pump me up. So that's it. Uh, if, if you have a chance to leave us a review on iTunes, that's great. Thanks so much. And let's get on to the show. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play Uh, i'm gonna do the rest and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain whatever's racing whatever thoughts feelings or bodily sensations have got you up tossing and turning i'm gonna try to distract you from those things And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to reach my hand and my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, unresolved metaphors, pregnant pauses, and stuff like that. A lot of silly stuff uh, to to give you something to listen to, but but you don't have to grasp tightly around what I'm saying. Say, well, geez, okay, this is just a friendly person here. Uh, chitter-chattering, you know, just like I think I've used this, but like an old man at a bus stop. And you say, well, geez, he's clearly, you know, harmless. And it was a little bit uh, off-kilter or something. Now, now, I guess uh, usually I go into a long-winded metaphor here. Uh, believe it or not, but believe it or not, I realize that this is the opening for episode 300, which I recorded last night. And I'm recording the intro the day, the night after just because of the way my schedule works. And so I think we deserve just a ten, you know, an introduction of reflection because uh, the show's a regular, regular show. You know, not run of the mill. There's some odd stuff in there. Uh, I almost mix uh, mix Catherine Hepburn up with somebody else, but I didn't. In the episode coming up, not a spoiler because that would be if I did mix her up, but I didn't. I don't think. And but, but uh, some of you might be new here. I want to say welcome. Uh, some of you might have started listening in the past six months to a year, and some of you might have been listening almost two years since the show started. I want to thank all of you uh, for checking the show out. And and you may have some questions, and and I probably will make this. You know, I probably won't answer those questions. But I was thinking, huh, what questions, especially newer people might have, but even people that, uh, but I want to cover, uh, well, I really, again, I really appreciate all the support I've gotten since we started the show, all the encouragement, all the interaction, all the friendliness. Uh, for a person, you know, I'm, and I know this might sound strange to people that, uh, because I do this podcasting, I'd be so, but I'm a really a hardcore introvert. And, uh, so this, uh, so, and, and again, I guess it's, uh, someone the other day used paradox, it's paradoxical or enigmatic or whatever, uh, how I do this podcast or I enjoy, I enjoy performing and being silly and I, I don't get it at all, but maybe I don't need to understand, you know, all that stuff. But you might say, geez, some of you might be like, why'd you start the podcast? How did you start the podcast? And I'll just give you that brief story is that uh, I have this idea of the podcast for a while. I said, geez, I've, ever since the podcast, towards the beginning, if anybody was following me on podcast day, I, I love podcasts. I've been listening for a long time. I can't be 100% positive that I listened on an MD player or whatever the hell those things were. But I'm pretty sure I did download podcasts. So before even, but, but, but not important because I, I'm never an early adopter. I'm a second round adopter because I'm cheap or pragmatic or both. And I don't think that's a term, second, second round adopter. But 
Uh, so I say, and I've always loved telling stories. And, and one of the genesis of the podcast, which you've heard, is that I couldn't sleep. I had a lot of trouble sleeping as a kid. Another part of the podcast is that I shared a room. I come from my oldest of six kids. I shared a room with my brother. Sometimes we both have trouble sleeping and we would play this game, though he claims he doesn't remember this. Uh, so maybe I was the only, maybe I was just, but I would make up boring stories, pointless stories. And we, I thought we were supposed to take turns. So maybe I got ripped off on this deal. But I'd say, yeah, oh, did I tell you about the candy machine today? I was standing there and I said, well, geez, how many red gumballs are in there? One, two. And then they said, they said something over the speaker about the store. And then I went back to the red gumballs and it, it just kind of boring stories like that. Or maybe they'd be silly and they say, geez, well, then I heard a, a squeakity squawk, you know, kind of exactly like the podcast and not, not much improvement. And in some sense, improving over the imagination of a child is, is tough anyway. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking myself. And then as I got older, I didn't have, uh, every once in a while I'd say, hey, give me a couple words. I'll make up a story for you. You know, if we'd be sitting out at a picnic or the grass or something, this was every once in a while because it took a lot of courage or whatever it is to to, to put myself out there like that. But I always love telling silly stories, just one of the things I enjoy doing. And my imagination, I don't know, it happens to be a place where people say, wait, what, that's going through your brain? Really? So I'd want to do this podcast, and I said, well, she said, that could be something I could do a podcast about. And then my brain bots, my internal critics, whatever you want to call it, I said, that's a dumb, you know. And I said, yeah, that is a dumb idea. You're right, guys. I'll just forget about that. And, you know, we, I don't know how many people have done this, but then you you say, well, she said, oh, and all those other ideas you got, little kids in my brain, they're bad ideas. I need to be an adult now and doing adult stuff. And I think I took that attitude. I was stuck in that thing where I was like, I don't know what the hell is I'm doing as an adult. And I don't know what the hell I want to do. But I guess I should turn my back on all this kid stuff. And maybe one day I could be a writer or I could do something creative. But for now, and that started a road of failed careers attempts I, I had a uh, let's see I was a PE teacher that went pretty well but that was a year volunteer program uh, then it was a temp for a while a different temp places pretty good I was pretty good at being a temp uh, but that's not you know obviously career-wise that's not the best uh, then I took up a someone on a business opportunity to start my own furniture business and that went spectacularly horribly while I was doing that, I, I worked at a, a smoothie and coffee shop to pay the bills. I should have known right away I shouldn't have got into business, uh, like sales, selling furniture and stuff, but I, I still stuck it out, I think, for either six or eight years or ten years. And I already knew right away that I wasn't, but, but I, you know, I'm stubborn too. Uh, but that went bad, it ended in bankruptcy. And then I worked for, I, I was, and this is not making this up, I worked for my friend's business, Fuzzy Dude, uh, I think Incorporated was the name of their business. And they were a wholesaler of fuzzy dice that you'd hang in your car and iron-on patches and stickers. And I worked for them selling stuff and helping them at trade shows. And I'd say it wasn't that great at that either. But they were real nice and they kept me around then I went for Then I said, well, geez, I'm not good. You know, I almost put their business out of business, too, I think, just because they were being nice to me, keep, keep, keeping me around as a job. Uh, then I went and became an insect trapper uh, looking for uh, invasive fruit flies uh, for the state, well, for the county, uh, county I live in, but as part of a California program. That's a job that I love, but again, I don't have any science background. And uh, so I couldn't, it wasn't really a good choice as far as, it was a good job for someone like 10 years younger than me, or maybe five years. But anyway, I did that. And then I got into my current job where I work for a library system, helping out with some libraries. And all along the way, you know, I, I just never could find my way. And, and the whole time I had this uh, 
you know, say, geez, I'd like to be more creative. I'd like to do creative stuff. But I had trouble following through on it. And then I started after I, uh, uh, but then I was following through a little bit more on writing some stuff. And then I was writing some stuff with a couple other guys and we got along pretty good and we were writing some stuff together. But we, 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 we me and one other, we, I'm a tough person to work with, let's just say that. And so that didn't work out. But right when that fell apart, I said, oh, I at least had the wisdom because we, we, I had like at least learned how to set aside time and focus time to work on stuff outside of work. And at least say when that when me and these other guys were like, okay, we're not going to write any more together. It's not working. Uh, I said, well, geez, I could start that podcast. I have this time. Let's start this podcast to put people to sleep. And so I said, well, let's try it and see how it goes. That was a little under two two years ago, coming up on two years. And I can't, and I'm sure I'll talk more about this on the show, but that's, I guess, what led to the podcast. And I think it's funny that it led to the podcast because so much of what I think gets in the way for me falling asleep, but of a lot of you that I hear from, it might not be the same thing, but it might be relatable, it might be feelings, it might be pain. Or it might be painful thoughts or critical thoughts or mean thoughts you have about yourself or just something pick, pick, picking away at you. And and I had to get over that stuff to start the podcast, which is weird. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of stuff is counterintuitive or hard to explain. But then I just kept following through on the podcast. They said, oh, geez, let's do see if we can do it once a week. And I said, well, if people are listening to this, and they said, we should do it twice a week. And then I said, well, Jesus, we should do it three times a week. And then eventually found this rhythm with three shows a week that, that was uh, sustainable. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, with the, the, to, to how to keep it sustainable because, you know, I've been pushing really hard. But, but that's a whole other conversation. It's going well, figuring all that out. And again, it, it's about overcoming, I guess, my, I guess maybe self-destructive is too harsh a word. But you probably know what I mean. The same thing that says, hey, I, you, I'm going to keep you up all night worrying. Or just like, you'll never figure out how to get to sleep tonight. Whatever those voices are, you'll never figure This podcast, I mean, I honestly, I, I've done this for two years. I have so many of you that are so supportive, but there's still a, a very powerful voice in my part of me. It says, this is going to end horribly for you. He says, you know, almost every day, he says, hey, 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 Scooter, sit down here. This podcast thing is going to be a disaster, man. You're screwed. What the hell are you doing? And I have to, you know, say, okay, well, I'm just going to do it again today. And then I guess you'll be here tomorrow, so we'll talk about this again tomorrow. Or, for, you know, whatever, we all, I have to distract myself, I guess, maybe. I don't know, maybe that's what I do here. I have no idea. But I don't know, I, I, I think it's a useful, lulling, soothing tone, so hopefully this intro still helped to put, otherwise I got, I got some grade A boring stuff coming right up here, because I know, because I recorded it yesterday. Uh, so that's it, I mean, I'm, I, I hope they give you a little bit of insight. And if you're new, this podcast is, is different, it's out there. But I, I, and it's like I am here trying my best, and I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not a sleep expert. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. In some sense, you know, I'm someone that's kind of had a lot of missteps, had a lot of failures and screw-ups. Oh, boy, the screw-ups. But that's the, the substance, the cosmic stuff that makes up this podcast. I don't know. And not in some guru way, but, yeah, I'm taking my failures and I'm recycling them and making a failure pie that we can all enjoy. And not to degrade, I guess sometimes I get a little harsh about that kind of stuff, but I don't know. I'm, I'm fumbling my way through the dark, I guess is what I'm saying. And I guess the intention of Spikes is to say, hey, if you're fumbling or you're a little bit worried that you can't fall asleep, you know, maybe me fumbling my way through these stories, fumbling through the dark with, with, a, with a a lighthearted, fun attitude, and that's what I have to do to get into the story place or whatever, story swamp, that's what I call it. I was just talking about this last week to somebody who said, well, geez, this is where I come up with my ideas, story swamp. Go in there, there's some muck in there. I say, well, geez, what's that, a little uh, 
was a little swamp juice. I'll take it back for the uh, podcast, it's, you know. So I, I take you, uh, but to get into the story, Swamp, I, ha- I can't be all bent out of shape about being a, a perfect or the best podcaster ever or super impressive or super funny or anything. So I just got to do my best and try to stay calm and not let that freaking asshole in my brain uh, pound the shit out of me about, it, you know, what a fool I am or whatever it is, whatever it is for you. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get things stirred up here. I just get a little fired up there. But whatever it is for you, the main thing coming up here is I just want you to distract you. And you say, well, geez, this isn't bad. You know, kind of like a fan that is mildly, you say, well, geez, fan noise is too boring. And, you know, Ira Glass or Roman Mars or, you know, any any of those guys, those are two interests. Scooter's right in the sweet spot between a fan and Roman Mars, that scooter right there. Not as boring as a fan, but I can go to sleep, you know. And that's what I'm shooting for. And so, I don't know, that's a mal- that's an earful. But I'm glad you're here. The main message I want to get across to you is, is that I hope I really want to help you fall asleep. And thanks for coming by. Okay, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. And uh, most episodes will be on, uh, if you subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcatcher, that's the best way to get everything. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can post on our website, which I just said. Uh, you can also get a hold of me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is when I post bloopers and sleep articles and, you know, try to promote, I guess, retweet stuff. Uh, I don't have as much time to do that kind of stuff, but I like to do it when I can. And those are great places to interact. But any place you like to interact, just let me know about it and I'll try to be there. Glad to hear what you have to say. I'd love to hear from you. So that's this social stuff. Um, oh, we're also, I've, I've been trying to get back into periscoping or some kind of streaming video. So I'll be doing that uh, erratically. Maybe, well, if past history serves erratically, past history would say, uh, i got to get used to doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm uh I'm naturally uncomfortable in all situations. Uh, so I don't know if, so, but keep an eye on Periscope. That's like a streaming app. You can look at it on a, on a computer or on an app. They have an Android and a Apple app. And you can also watch just streams of video when I'm recording the podcast. So you could see, uh, you could just talk to me as another way to interact. I guess the best thing or ask me questions live or just watch what it's like recording the show. And I make a lot of weird faces when I'm recording the show naturally, and I kind of forget the camera's on. So that's, like, good. Because I guess I look, in, like, when I'm going into the story swamp, I look to the upper left or the upper right. So, interest, I mean, interesting stuff to some people. But, you know, if you got a question, so that's another place. And you can catch me on, on there erratically. Or it sends, you know, I tend to do all or nothing. So, you know, we'll we'll see, but let's keep an eye on that. And that'll be on Twitter or Facebook or the Periscope app would let you know when I start doing that. Uh, what else? Sleep to Strange, that's out Monday and Wednesday nights. So getting a lot of nice support over there. Well, it doesn't have a website or anything. Just just download the podcast. I, you know, business person would say, do some business stuff with it, but we'll figure, you know, it's there. So there's extra stuff for you. And for all my peeps that, uh, you know, don't like the intros or, you know, you want more, bo- you know, you say, geez, I mean, you're, you're not boring enough, man. And bore more bore, bring more bore. And they said, well, I don't know. Bores are so cute. And then a bore actually said to me, we've never been called cute in the history of the earth. Like even Abraham said, oh. You know, called us the sod of the seed of uh, Beelzebub or Beelzebub. And I said, oh, you're so cute, boar. You, 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 you and your bristly bristles. Oh, boar, boar, boar. 
So let's bores. Uh, what did that have to do with it? So Facebook, sleep to strange. So just go to sleepingpodcast.com slash or sleepingpodcast.com slash strange Android or just look for it in your podcast app. I want to thank our Nodderator. We have a Facebook group. It's over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank our moderate, moderator moderators over there, Laura, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Jennifer B., and Lie to Lie. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Podcast, who does our music. I want to say uh, hi to Brian, and I want to formally extend apology to all of Windsor, Canada. For nodding, when I was complimenting Canadians in Canada, I, I didn't include Windsor in there. And I would be remiss to say if that isn't uh, one of my favorite Canadian places that I haven't been to yet. Makes me, oh, Canada, you know Windsor so great. My friend Rick from high school used to go to your casinos. Oh, Canada, why don't you give Windsor more props? And, you know, so I love Windsor. Windsor, Ontario, it's where Canada's at. When people say, where, how do you get to, how can you get to Canada quick? In the nicest way, I'd say, take Detroit, go to Windsor, and say hello to Brian for me. I want to thank everyone that did show up on that Periscope today. It's Sunday. Everyone that was at the Periscope yesterday. I want to thank emails from Bob, Bob, Julie, Alexandra, Summer. Also for confusing Summer with a new listener. That was a mistake on Periscope. I want to thank uh, Dawn, who's headed to Norway. I haven't had a chance to email Dawn about our good friend Betty in Norway. But maybe we'll make a connection between some listeners over there. And that they'll be in, Dawn will be there for the deep, dark night of Norway, Norwegian winter. I want to, this is funny. I want to say thank you for the emails for Chris and Christy. Not Chris Christy, but Chris and Christy sent separately emailed me. And Chris also gave me some advice when I asked him about it. So that was nice. I want to just, just double-check that Thad got my return to his comment on there, but I, I found Thad on Twitter, so hopefully I'll be reaching out to Thad. On uh, Facebook, I want to say to Brandy, I want to say out to Lance T, Vesna VK, uh, Julian Laura, John V to the S, uh, Moscow Paul, I salute you, R- Ricardo V, over on Twitter, Lida. Amy, VN Graveyard. Uh, VN Graveyard, I apologized on the Periscope because I was like, who, who? I didn't know it was you. And I said, oh, I, thought, I didn't know you were a listener giving me a hard time on Periscope. So I thought you were a stranger, but I said, I thought I recognized your name. But anyway, uh, Rebecca, Marcus, Kayla, Kyla, Anna, and Anna. Kayla and Kyla, Anna, Kayla, and Kyla, Anna, and Anna. Scooter can't pronounce nothing. Ooh. Uh, Jen, Babs, Bugs, Jake. Uh, iTunes reviews. I want to thank everyone for the iTunes reviews. You can review the podcast over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And the new, new reviews are rolling in. So nice. Uh, Marissa T says, bruh. And she says, I put this on as night and night. Shouts, shouts out to Scoots. Uh, Marissa falls asleep so fast she didn't even know the name. That, that's that's podcast working at its uh, maximum efficiency. Thank you, Marissa. And Echo three four three listens every night. Thank you, uh, Vesna, who we just thanked over on Facebook, says Bzzzies. And Vesna's finally getting some sleep, so not worrying and listening to podcasts. And then Doom Hammer Dodge. That's pretty sweet. Doom Hammer Dodge. Does that mean you're dodging Doom Hammers? Or you live in Dodge and you have a Doom Hammer? Or your name's Doom Hammer, you live in Dodge? Or your name's Dodge from Doom Hammer? Oh, it's just a Doom Hammer. Uh, but he's Doom Hammer Dodge. They say the podcast is perfect, best way to fall asleep. Yeah, it's the most powerful hammer I ever had was a dew hammer. Well, yeah, just like hit a little bit, a little dew drop with my little dew hammer. You know one of those little little tiny hammers, like a ball peen, smaller ball peen hammer. Ball peen, that's a nice word, huh? 
That's a good podcast for ball peen. Ball peen. It could be dirty, though, you know, but, but mostly it's just, but what you do, what's, what's Scooter been up to? Well, ever since, you know, the uh, uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act banned Knox, you know, they were locked down on the Knox. He started uh, hitting do with a ball peen hammer. He calls it his do hammer. So we're keeping an eye on him. He, he, but he still does, you know, he still does that podcast. So, uh, you know, he's just banging do with his hammer. All right, so that's it for the thank yous. Uh, thanks for support. All right, let's keep going. All right, so we're back. It's time for another trending Twitter Tuesday here. And it's actually Tuesday, believe it or not. I think it's the 29th. It's almost 8 p.m. And I'm going to try something different. I got a different Twitter app here to see if I can get a list off of it. Analytics, no, that's not it. Okay, yeah, we can do a trending list here. Oh, boy. So I'm going to take a picture of this list, right? Well, do I know how to take a screenshot with this phone? Okay, so we have a screenshot. I think we have 10 trends there, and it's just a list, which is like what I like. I said, you said, just want a list. Uh, and I was retelling, uh, well, I was catching you guys up on what had happened to me recently, uh, which was weird. Uh, you know, abnormal, well, maybe just more abnormal. Uh, and then you'd say, well, geez, what is it when it's abnormal for an abnormal person? You know, because I guess I was already being abnormal. Me and my dog were listening to knocks that were flown in from Crone, uh, Germany. Well, maybe not. Maybe they came by ship from Crone. And we were just listening to the knocks, and there was a knock at my door. My piano teacher from the past was there, flew on a piano, uh, met up with Drake and Dave, Super Dave Osborne. Eventually, we just separated from them. Ran into uh, Mumble Bear. Was it, was it, uh, Mumble Bear. Uh, that Mumble Bear. Well, I think the three of them, I'm not sure if it was like my Tin Man, my Lion, and my Scarecrow, or if it was a Lollipop Guild. I still can't get an answer on that. And, and then I guess if uh, uh, Judy Garland, would, she would probably say, well, I'm not just, and she did it when we were private, and I shouldn't be sharing this. Her, this was this is totally off of the story. But she did, you know, I said, she said, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a talent, but I don't necessarily think it's 100% of a problem. But people like to cry. I make people cry. I make people cry. But they also feel comfortable enough to cry with me, on, usually on me. And I'd say only 80% of the time is it from my behavior. Maybe not, maybe, maybe, maybe 84. So the other 16% of the time, it's, I'm just there. But uh, this time it was Judy, Judy Garland was crying and my piano teacher because I say every time, this was like, you know, last week I kind of, you know, believe it or not, I, I uh, what do they call those Reader's Digest things where you squeeze out a, a, a bridge, you know, I give an abridged version or bridged, a bridge version. Oh, unabridged. So I guess I abridged, but, she, you know, every time she started talking about something, I said, like in The Wizard of Oz, and then finally she said, can I talk to you in private? Because she was queen I think, I don't, I guess I get, I mean, I'm confused, but anyway, and then she started, she's like, I'm more than the Wizard of Oz, and unfortunately, I said, well, she's not to me, I mean, just being honest, I didn't say that then, I thought it, and I'm pretty sure she's, you know, ethereal enough, she could read my mind, she cried more, and I can see in the earthy world how that would wear on you, but now that she's in some sort of afterlife, and I don't, I didn't want to tell her this. I'm like, is this some sort of limbo situation or is this what I'm looking for? I mean, at one point I even made, I said, is Beetlejuice around here? Where do I find Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, nothing. His mom was saying, mom was in here, he was in Beetlejuice. And I said, I, I understood you. But anyway, uh, way off track, way too early. So we, uh... So Judy Garland, I was flown to see Judy Garland. I thought it was to apologize. 
it turned out she had a quest for me. She said, I need it. There's a, a Thado, some sort of uh, 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 evil character, a villain, I guess, in this story. And then, but always then I say, well, am I the villain in this story, hurting the feelings of uh, piano teachers and beloved actresses? And then people would say, no, you're just the asshole. That's different than the villain. And I would say, the villain is the asshole. And they would say, isn't that that piece of erotic fiction you wrote, wrote that was rejected as erotic and as fiction? And I would say, you're right. And I would say, that person, and they said, well, actually, it was a committee. That committee was a bunch of uh, villainous assholes. Pardon me for the swearing. I don't know what, what came over me. I'm just acting like a villainous asshole. Oh, boy. Cracking myself up here on the podcast. But so uh, Judy sent me, Miss Garland sent me on a quest to, to find her. I guess apparently this Thado loves Halloween, loves masquerade balls. And somehow I think bet his kingdom on uh, the fact that if he, you know, anyone could best him. I think it was kind of like, you ever see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? I guess it was exactly like that. And I think about it, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the movie, you want to talk about a powerful Alec Baldwin performance for eight minutes or something. He's on the screen for eight to 14 minutes. Uh, holy God, holy moly. But uh, he he's uh, the manager. He comes into the sales office. And, uh, you know, stellar cast actors there. But, I mean, Alec Baldwin just uh, stood out to me. But you had Jack Lemmon, Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris. I love Jack Lemmon. And then you had Al Pacino. And then I think you had uh, Alan Arkin was the fourth person. I'm sorry. I don't know who the fourth person was. I want to say it's Alan Arkin. But I'm not positive about that. Uh, but some powerhouses. And, man, now I'm going to have to apologize if that wasn't Alan Arkin. I'm pretty sure it was, though. Yet Harris was the everyman. Uh, Jack Lemon was the, you know, the down-and-out older guy. Uh, Pacino was the slick guy. And then, uh, hmm, man, I don't know. I apologize. Uh, but anyway, where was I? Uh, geez, I got, okay, so this, just like in Glengarry and Glenn Ross, Glengarry and Glenn Ross, the plot was, uh, there's a sales contest. Uh, first place, I think you get a car or a watch or something. Uh, second place is you, you, uh, you might get some good leads, or you, and then third place is you're fired. And there was four guys, so obviously fourth place. And I think that's how this Halloween costume worked, was that, uh, you know, first place, Sato always gets. Second place, you're okay. Third place is you, you're, you're out of the universe. So Judy Garland said, we have to beat Thado. And, and I said, well, this is actually great timing, Miss Garland. This is when we were, after she stopped crying when we were alone. They say, because I like to have themed out, and she said, I know. And I said, oh, well, this is going to be great, because this is going to get us right through Halloween, I think. So she sent me on a quest to, to furnish her and, I guess, some of the other kingdoms, the leaders of these other kingdoms who happen to be actresses I've insulted in the past. Uh, uh, Halloween, proper... Not, I, don't, I don't have to do any of the making. I guess I'm the idea man. And again, I think maybe there was some telephone translation where, where she heard my skill set was. Or I guess she was looking for somebody that thinks outside of it. She said, geez, you think outside of the sphere. You're not even in a box or a sphere. You think outside of the norm. And I said, yeah, okay. But so that was the story. Uh, that's the deal. Um, and, uh, so as we pick up the action, those of you hanging on every breath, what's going to happen next? Here we go. All right. So ostensibly we started off, uh, or we start off tonight with, uh, myself, uh, Drake, uh, Super Dave Osborne, who again, turns out as a character, 
again embarrass myself, and I, but, but uh, that's not uh, essential to the story right now. And Mumblebear, who, as far as I know, uh, is not a you know, as far if he, if is a mumbling bear, uh, part human, part imaginary. Uh, all mumbles, as a mumble bear. Uh, but some giant eagles had arrived to uh, fly us off into, uh, I think, to Joan Crawford. And I said, oh, boy. I, I, unfortunately, my memory is terrible. So I said, uh, I said, we're going to, I said, we, like me, I got to pick. And I just said, okay, let's go with the, because uh, I said, Julie Andrews should probably be easy. And then it, I'll be honest, it took me forever to think of Joan Crawford. And I said, did I say, I said, did I say Kathleen Hepburn? Do I have to apologize to her too? Oh, boy. And I said, but I know it's Joan Crawford is our first stop, boys. And I said, please don't let her be. And I because I had seen that movie. But I said, but I said, okay, well, I, obviously, if you were listening to this story, these stories so far, I say, well, Scooter seems like a terrible person. How could you fall asleep to him? And people say, at least my boyfriend, he puts me to sleep. I don't, you know. So maybe Joan Crawford is the victim of a similar circumstance. Plus, this is a different circumstance altogether. Because I don't know what world we're in. We're in some world, cloud, cloud-based world. But afterlife, I don't know, because I'm still alive. Clearly, I'm here. I don't think you can record a podcast if you're um, a spirit, uh, but it, well, probably not. You probably can. Well, you probably you'd probably be interesting. I don't think if, if a spirit's going to take their time. Well, maybe not, because if they were, uh, if you're eternity, you could talk forever. You know, you could just be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm just as a scooter, scooter spirit, spirit." You know. Loading up the pipe. I guess your battery life would be an issue, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Um. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, I got off track there. Thinking about. I mean, maybe. Oh, jeez. Maybe I'm. In, maybe this is it. I'm just doing this podcast. But I got. I got stuff going on in between. So I'm pretty sure I'm not a spirit. Is the thing. Yeah, uh, but we we uh, we we got on these eagles. Now a couple of things about the eagles: they landed, and there was only two of them. And I, so I waited because I said, you know, I want my own. Clearly, I want if I'm going to ride an eagle without a piano, I want my own eagle. And then I looked around, and and then Mumblebear got on the eagle with Dave, Super Dave Osborne. And then I said, I said, well, great, I'm riding with Drake here. And then I said, okay, come on, Scooter. Uh, be, you know, we're on a positive mission of Halloween. Ma- masquerade your negative feelings for Drake. And I said, well, actually, I don't have negative feelings for Drake. I just don't know him. And I think that was that old cheerleading brain came in and said, hey, buddy, uh, I'll pull it together here. And uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh and then Drake actually, so gentlemanly, said, you know, gave me the uh, the front spot, which I said, wow, that must have taken a lot. And then we got on, and I said, who would feud with you, Drake? And I said, yeah, maybe I should get to know Drake a little bit better. Now, learn this the hard way. If you're floating with four eagles carrying a grand piano, plenty of, plenty of conversations can be had. On one eagle... Not the best for conversation. Not the best to get to know Drake, uh, because it was like I was Mumble Bear, because I would say, "So Drake, you know, tell me more about is is it, you know I know this is probably joke. I said you're Canadian, right? And I think he must have heard Mumble Bear. He was in Radian, because he said radium. He said, what are you, a chemistry professor? And I said, and then, he, and then I said, wait a second, that whole radium stuff was in Buffalo. And then I, it, it was a couple more mix-ups like that. And I think I said something about, uh, which I love maple syrup and maple candy. 
But I don't know what he thought I said about maple syrup. But he 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 said, "Do you need me to throw you off this eagle? Do are we gonna? This is gonna be a maple feud." And maybe he was just giving me a hard time because I said, "Geez," and I said, "Would that stop a feud? A little maple syrup candy?" But I think he said, "I think then even then he heard like put your put maple syrup in your fan or put maple syrup. I don't know if something about fanny." But luckily, the poofy wings of an eagle. A giant eagle with the moon in the sky. Can you even calm a feuding Drake? You know, and and, and whatever, uh, you know, set back his, his 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 furious love of Canada. And you know, and you know, and I said, "Geez, Paul Schaefer'd be so proud of you." And we just happened to be in a lull, and he heard that so clearly. And the moon carried. I think the moon. I think it make moonified my tones, and he, that was it. Me, me and Drake, his eyes. I think he really looks up to Paul Schaefer, as do I. You know, for me, his comedy and his his love of Dave. For Drake, I think that he's Canadian. And I said, I don't know if Drake's from Thunder Bay. I know that's where Paul's from, Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, but anyway, not important. So we fly on these eagles. It was a whole like hours of that, and then we're sleeping. And Drake drooled on my back. Now, I don't know if there's any hardcore Drake fans out there, uh, but he made me give him the shirt anyway. He said, you know, I need that shirt because I drooled on it. And I said, you're a little droolnoid, aren't you? And he said, you bet. He goes, and I said, okay, I don't need to feud with you about any of this. Maybe that didn't happen. That might have been in my imagination. I mean, the drooling part happened. But maybe I just lost my shirt. Some I don't know. But so we flew across the sky, and he said, "Drake, do you know where we're going?" By the way, you know now, now that we're not feuding. And he said, "Yeah, we're going uh, deep into the hollows of uh, Afenza Abre." And I said, "Afenza Abre," eh? and he said he 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 chuckled, and I said, "Okay, now I'm now I got him. Schaefer Schaefer Abre him." And I said, have you ever ventured out here? And he goes, no, normally I'm in the, the human world. And I said, oh, did you uh, uh, offend Judy Garland too? And he said, no, Crawford. And, and he said, I'm really nervous. That's why I'm so feudy. And I said, I said, what, did you make up a song about her? He goes, unreleased track, you know, deleted everywhere. But he goes, you can't, you know, can't stop leaks to the afterlife or wherever the heck we are. And I said, so, but you're my sidekick in this. He said, are you the Tin Man? And he, he, Drake's pretty funny. He said, I'm the walrus. And I said, scoop, 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 scooby-doo. And I said, this is good, Drake. We're thinking costumes. And he said, wait till we meet Crawford and, you know, see if I make it. And I said, okay. And so we, we landed on this island uh, uh, with these towering, towering towers, and they were all bell towers. And I said, that's strange. About 25 bell towers of varying heights, looking like uh, whichever the ones they, like not stalactites or stalagmites, whichever one grows up from the ground, uh, towering up. And, and, and but, but uh, well, I can't say they were man-made. But some of them were uh, equal, like they weren't, I guess they were nothing like stalactites. I just couldn't think anything else. They're bell towers. So probably, I said 20, 30 bell towers. And as we circled the island, the bell towers all started to ring. And it was, it was, uh, it, like my insides felt like, uh, you know, jello jigglers. You know, when you shake the jello jigglers. Like a bowl of them. Uh, that's how I felt. Like even my cheeks and then my teeth started aching. And we, we I think we were on, and the, I think the eagle even said this is a safe zone right out here. And we were circling and circling. And I said, that's, is that some sort of uh, bell-based defense system? Be, 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 and the eagle said, yeah, yeah, it is. You go, because you weren't a total idiot. Indrake said it was obvious. He goes, he goes, it was obvious. And I said, okay, okay, no credit from Drake. Credit Giant Eagle though gave me credit, Drake. So uh, you can't feud with facts. 
Andrix, I can't feud with facts. But it was beautiful, despite the vibrations. I love me. I love bell towers. Now, just random bell ringing defensive. So I said they circled, and then there was silence, and then the two eagles cawed like some sort of caw code. You know, the eagles caw, but, you know, a raptor-type situation. I won't do it on the podcast, but it was like a... In some sort of, you know, Morse code, but, you know, obviously not Morse. Mor- is it Morse or Morse? Morse code, right? Morse. But they sent us the, the, the Eagle Base Morse code, and then we flew. And I got to tell you, if you if I saw it flying on a freaking piano, it was great. These Eagles, I felt like, uh, who the hell's the guy in Top Gun? Uh, uh, goose, not Goose. Look, Drake was my goose. I think I did say that to him. I think I don't think it, it was so loud. I don't know. I can tell if he was. In, he must have said, "Oh, maybe he, I said he thought I said hold on to my caboose," because he really needed to in that situation. So that was actually a miscommunication. That was good. Oh, Maverick thought of it too late. But we were flying through the bell towers. Oh man! And I said, "This is great because it's getting my adrenaline up to deal with Crawford." And I said, she's going to be hard to talk to without calling her Crawford because that's such a a zinger. Like, And I know someone who's, I know a Crawford, a Jay Crawford, but he's more of an acquaintance. Like he's good friends with some of my friends, but I don't know him well enough to, well, I guess I probably have called him Crawford before. But I said, especially Crawford. And I, but I, I guess this was a situation where I was supposed to be helping. But so we circled and we f- flew through the towers. And I said, was she in the, for whom the bell tolls? And then no one answered, you know, there was no answer between, oh, no, wait, Mumble Bear said his name. You know, was it a, and he said, was that about Thomas Merton or Thomas Moore or Thomas Aquinas or... Uh, the Thomas that, you know, didn't believe in the wounds or what the, t- the wound toucher. And Mumblebear, Mumblebear, and I said, Mumblebear, you weren't mumbling. That was just irritation. And then we landed in this square. And again, it was like kind of like a, like a stormy where you're like, geez, what time? I can't tell what time of day it is. And I don't want to be, I say, Jesus, exactly where I'd expect to run into, you know, Joan Crawford, no offense. And I said, maybe, I said, okay. And then we got off the Eagles. I said, thanks, guys. And they said, well, you know, somebody else is coming back for you. And I said, okay. I said, see ya. Uh, but so I said, hey, guys, gather around. Uh, Drake, Mumble Bear. Uh, Super Dave. He said, listen, I'm going to need you guys help here. I'm a little bit worried about uh, Joan Crawford. Drake's freaked out. And Drake's like, I'm not freaked out. I said, don't worry, Drake. I- I'll take the heat. I said, I, I said I could even go as uh, uh, Drake-, Drake a scooter. And I said, you could just be my sidekick. He said, really? You- you'd cover up for me? And I say, oh, yeah. And then he took off this necklace that said Drake, and he gave it to me. And I said, well, you wear a necklace that says, okay. And he said, I'm saving it for someone special. And I said, that's so cute, Drake. And I put it on and I said, well, you found someone special. And you should, that joke killed with Super Dave Osborne. And maybe Mumble Bear said, but Super Dave, that cracked him up. And they wore it on the side of my shirt. But then I realized the irony but anyway, I said, well, whatever, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Drake now. Drake is Scooter. I'm about to break it. And, and I said, well, me, I said, I don't even know what she knows. And then Drake said, who am I? I said, Steno Garcia, my, my master at arms, my grandmaster at arms, full of charms. And Drake said, I, I'm the wordsmith. And I said, not anymore. Who's got the Drake necklace now, buddy? And I said, also, does this come with all your money and stuff and fame? And he said, no. And he goes, as a matter of fact, he goes, I'll need that back later. And I said, that's fine. I said, you know, ain't, ain't not that thing if I, if I don't anymore have Drake's bling. 
Doo-wop, doo-wop, doo-wop. But I said, Steno, Super Dave, Mumble Bear, let's go. And then I said, oh, she's where? Because we're in this giant plaza, as I said. And they said, hello? And I echoed, oh, my goodness. If you haven't been in a strange world and yelled out really loud, do it. Like if you if you uh, if you ever get the chance to go into it or you're lucid dreaming, yell out for Echo, because it was echoing off the bell towers. It was coming back to me with a little material. Hello, hello. But then also I saw something in the sky, like this black mass, and I thought it was the helicarrier from Avenger. You know that, uh, and they said, "What in the name of Agents of Shield is that?" And then Mumble Bear, cause I don't know if bears have better eyesight or just better um, insight, but he said, and they said, what? He says, you know, and they said, I'm sorry, what? And they said, Mumble Bear, even with you, you, he said, are you shaking up from that eagle ride to Dave Osborne to hold you too tight? And I wanted to sing, hold me closely, Super Dave Osborne. Your show was on about 20 years. Anyway, I shouldn't have started singing that, but I did. Uh, but what was my point? My point, oh, it was, it was these ravens, because they realized it once they could see it, because they could not freaking understand Mumble Bear. And I said, run. And I, and, and I let those guys get a head start. Uh... I don't know why. I guess because I was transfixed, not out of heroism. And then I, but then I caught up behind him because I, I said, "Geez, I figured." Like I said, "No." I said, "Drake's famous, Super Dave's." And I said, "So I caught up to them." And they said, "Drake, what do we do?" And that was confusing for me because they were talking to me, and I guess they were already in the mode, Crawford mode. And I, they said, what's the plan? I said, uh, ooh, I said I'm going to have to think of one on this. I said, trace zero C. And they said, what? And I said, I, I, I said, trace zero C. And they said, what does that mean? I said, three times yes, I think. And I said, you three run three different ways and call the ravens over to you and see what they do. And I'm going to keep running straight. And, and I said, I think they'll, ch- I think they're smart. You know, they're evil ravens, so they'll probably chase me. And they said, Well, what will that do? And I said, just, just do it. So we separated three, four ways, I guess technically, but they spread out into this Tiros formation, which is. They said, What is that? I said, A triangle. You know. And I said, You know. And they said, a parallelogram? I said, no, a triangle. And I said, don't give me any friggin' uh, one of those tri- uneven ones. They said, I want a, par- you know, try, you know, right a- but whatever. It wasn't time for that argument. I think that was another feud, me and Drake's triangular. But they did it, and it did confuse the ravens, and it actually worked so good because I think the ravens were flying in a circle above us. I didn't realize this at the time. They were in, like, a drone formation, but then as they started to call the ravens, and the, guy, the guys were good, man, and Drake was actually singing. Or maybe he you know, he was saying, here, here. That the uh, ravens, like some of them would hear, and it was echoing, like off of the echoes. And so the ravens were individually, they lost their groupthink. And they were each responding to whatever uh, over here or come here hit their ears. And they started just running into each other in the sky and dropping from the sky and just smashing into each other. And it was, it was, a, it was a riot. Like they were dropping. And then when, you know, if one would take another one out and then they were, you know, it was like the evil spells broke and after, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And then it gets a little more echoes. And then we just reconvened, you know, the guys just walked back to me. And then we saw, like, at the top of these steps uh, was this giant glass, uh, um, like, arboretum-looking building. What do you call those things? Uh, a San Francisco conservatory-looking building, you know, white metal, uh, where you'd keep flowers warm. And I said, well, geez, that looks lovely and out of place. It was just a little tinted of the dark gray sky. But it was still, like, white, ethereal white. And so we went up the stairs to that. 
And uh, actually, Super Dave said, nice plan. And that, what do you, he said, what do you call it, Three Amigos? And I said, we'll, we'll call it that from now on. I, I said, uh, I said I forgot, Trace Trigos 3, I think I called it or something, but don't worry about it. And we got to the the, the door of the conservatory, and of course it had a, one of those speakers that you speak into, and something else said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here to see you. We're, we're, I said, uh, we're here uh, We're here for uh, BGC 14. And they said, the voice said, what? I said, I'm here with BGC 14. And I said, they said, what? And he said, the big grand costuming 14. And they said, it's 2015. And I said, well, we're a year late then. We've got to get on this costuming. And I said, as a matter of fact, we're, I'm here on orders of uh, Miss Garland, so you better let us in. And I, my name's Drake, and I, I have an apology to make. Uh, so the time I do not want to take, see I'm a wordsmith, clearly I'm Drake. And I have this necklace, and they buzzed us in. And then we went into this, uh, what, do you, what do I call it, a conservatory? And it was a pool house, and it was like unnatural sunlight. It was so lovely in there. It was warm. It was humid with the right humidity. It was like all of a sudden my pores just opened up and took a breath. They said, wow, this is nice. And it was huge. And I said, whoa, Crawford's got a hell of a good thing going. And there was like a like an old-fashioned Olympic pool. Well, I guess not Olympic because it was uh, it was, like it was rounded. And like, boom, somebody showed up with drinks for the guys. And they said, come with us. And they said, Mr. Drake. And they said, actually, I'm a two-person. They said, I'm a two-man. Two, there's more than two people up here, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Scooter and Drake. And they said, well, only, we just need one. And I said, well, can you, as Drake, I said, can you send my apologies via Scooter to, and they said, what? And they said, okay, hold on. I got to do something. I said, I'm going to do my one DLD session. And they said, what? I said, one DLDN session. And I said, and I, I said, well, I just take off my Drake necklace, put it here on my uh, uh, chair where the guys were sitting. And I said, Super Dave, come with me. And he said, me? I said, yeah, yeah, I need your help. Costume Crawford. And he said, right away. And I said, uh, I said, Steno, Mumble Bear, I'll see you guys in a little bit. And then we were led to, like, through, oh, it was like orchids. It was like, it was, you know, sexual flowers, you know, non-sexual flowers, just pleasant flowers, everything. And we get, we went up these stairs, this platform that was, like, kind of overlooking the pool, but a little bit detached. And then who's up there in, like, a one-piece bathing suit, white, white sunglasses, a giant smile on her face. Uh, but a woman I could only presume was Joan Crawford because I said, Jesus, well, that's not. And I said, I guess I remember Faye Dunaway. No, I said, I, I probably have seen. And I said, okay, could you get that stuff out of your mind? And I said, Super Dave, do something. I said, and he, and he tickled my armpit and I giggled <laughs> like that. And then he giggled, which made me laugh because he's got a great laugh. And then I, I, uh, I went over and I plucked a flower, and I know that's a risky move. And and and, and I and I said, uh, I said, uh, Miss Crawford, my apologies. I'd like to present with you this rose. Uh, I guess broken a bit like a Derek rose, but always beautiful and full of potential and loveliness, and also red like a bull's uniform. Uh, and she, she looked at me like she was confused and I said, I don't know, I, I just love Derek Rose. And I said, this Bambino over here, my little Bambino, and Super Dave's taller than me, so that's kind of, uh, still trying to carry the humor. Uh, this is the, Mr. Super Dave Osborne, and he's my assistant costumer here, that's why I call him my little Bambino. And I said, Miss Crawford, I, I apologize on behalf of the Drake version of myself, you know, that song I wrote about you was, you know, really based on, you know, the, and she says another life. 
I understand. I, you know, she goes, you don't have to apologize. And she said, we're in this world. Let's stay in the present. She goes, because we need to deal with Zeta and I need to help Miss Garland. And I said, uh, I said, wow, really? And I said, you got a lovely setup here, by the way. I said, what do you call this place? And she said, Sambuesa. And I said, Sambuesa, is that a made up? That's a mode that's beautiful, Sambuesa. I said, Enar, I said, that is a lovely word, Sambuesa. And I said, this sounds like a dance. And I started dancing with her. And again, part of my mind said, what are you doing dancing with Joan Crawford? And then I, another part of my brain kind of detached itself and tried to look out the side of my eyes to see if the, you know, her fate. But I said everything, you know, she had sunglasses, she had a wrap around her head, but her hair was still, you know, she, again, you know, and, and then I and then I said, you know, we're doing a little Sambesa and then uh, we were doing a little Sambuesa and then I passed her off to Super Dave and then her staff was like cheering and clapping, and they said, you know, the old there's the old ways of uh, costuming superstar, lovely superstars, and then Dave would hand her off to me, and, and I said, and then there's my way, and she said, well, do you bring, and I said, no, no, uh, I said, all your costumes are going to be dealt with by Miss Garland, I said, I'm the, you know, the idea man, and I said, we had to think of a great costume for you. And I said, and then we're, and I said, the costume dance is our chance to costume Joan. Oh, Joan, baby, do the costume dance. Oh, do the costume dance. Oh, Joanie Crawford, do the costume dance. Watch you do the costume dance. And then I was kind of watching her dance. Uh, watch you, watch you do the costume dance. And I said, Joni. And I said, no, that's not going to win it. And I said, uh, and she said, who? And I said, Louis, from, uh, I said, from Happy Days. And then she said, what's, and I said, I uh, shouldn't be saying Happy Days to Joan Crawford. Oh, Joan, baby, I do the dance, the costume dance. Oh, you do the costume dance. Super Dave and Joan Crawford. I do, and I said, okay, Super Dave assistant, no. Watch you do the dancey dance. And then we're just dancing, and, and the next thing you know, and I said, geez, we are in a magic, because then a band busts out, like, uh, and they were doing kind of a salsa, like, I don't know, mambo, like, they had congas, they had maracas, they had castanets, I think they had a, a classical guitar, and then I said, you know, it would be nice to do a little steel drum on this, bam, bop, and 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 uh, Lyle Elzado, and that didn't. Jones Crawford was like, no. And they said, Lyle Crocodile, Jones Crawford, we need to get her a costume. Uh. And I said, Joan likes the pool parties, the pool party. And I said, lifeguard, no, a lifeguard, no, and no. And I said, Beach Boys, no, we need a costume for Joan. We need a costume for Joan. Uh. I said, hey, Dave, what's the lady, should, if I say, I said, the lady with the tropical fruit in her hair without insulting her, I'm just wondering because it's in a song. And then he moved away from me and I said, okay, so I said, bird, I said, I don't know why I thought the movie Birdcage. And I was thinking of other movies with my, and I was starting to think of Cuba. And I said, Joan, Joan, baby, I said, boom, and I said, boom. Fidel Castro, Joan, and she stared at me for a while, and then she stared at Super Dave Osborne, and everything froze, and she said, she said, explain it to me, and I said, who the hell would dress Joan Crawford as Fidel Castro? I said, but this is going to be so spot on that uh, Thado is going to say, is that no? There's something off about that Fidel. That's Fidel Castro almost. Okay, I'm detecting something feminine in Fidel's. Is that fucking Joan Crawford dressed as Fidel, exactly looking like holy shit? Second place or first place? And I said, Joan. I said, we uh, uh, Fidel Castro. Ooh, thank you, costume dance. We got a costume for Joan. She's gonna be Fidel Castro. Uh. 
And then she was, she was still staring, and her staff, and the band, and Super Dave. And then I went over and I tucked some of her hair under her wrap. And I said, now, you know, crazy idea. We could shave your head and, and use your own hair as your beard. I don't know how stuff works in the afterlife. And then she she, she, she put her arm around me. And she, she clapped her hands. And then someone came with a cigar and she put it in her mouth. And she said, brilliant. And I said, well, I wouldn't say brilliant. I'd say abnormal. That's an abnormal costume. I said, it's going to kill. And I said, you know, you could be one of Charlie's angels, in my opinion, at least in the afterlife version of you. And you'd be dressed as Joan, I mean, Fidel Castro. And she said, she said, I hope there's some people I know at this party. And I said, I said, well, we just got to beat this Thado. And I said, he's never going to see this coming. And she's like, you're right about that. And she said, well, what, she, she goes, she goes, what else? She goes, well, I feel like it needs a little bit more. And I said, I know. And I said, I've got a little something for you. I said, it stinks a little, it's a little gimmicky, Joan. And a little bit hilarious. And I said, look at this guy here. Look at this statuesque beauty here, my little super Dave. And I go, you think about Fidel. And for some reason, I think about JFK. And then when I think about JFK, I think about, and she said, Marilyn Monroe. And I said, you're going to show up with Marilyn Monroe Osborne on your arm. And Super Dave, at first he, he tried to resist, but he started cracking up. He's like, that's so stupid. It's it's stupid. He goes, it's so stupid, it's abnormal. And I said, he, I think he even said that. And then the band started playing. Well, do the costume, do the costume dance. Uh, watch us do the costume dance. And so that was it. I said, my work here is done. I said, I'm going to go down to the pool and swim. I said, Joan, I am the biggest swimmer in the world. I'm like, I love water. They said, you mind if we stay over a night and swim and stuff? And she said, go down there and have some fun. You know, I'm going to shave Marilyn. And, uh, you know, then, then maybe we'll meet you for dinner and stuff. But then I felt, I went down to the pool. And Drake and Mumblebear, they were in the hot tub just talking. I think they were smithing some words, like doing some sort of mumble. I said, I don't know, is that hardcore mumblecore they're doing? But I couldn't hear because of the jets and I was swimming. And then it was so warm in there that I got into one of these uh, these chairs. And because it wasn't sun, I didn't have to worry about getting sunburn. But it was just like being in a warm, humid sun. But there was like a smell of cedar wood. And there was even like a scent, because I guess maybe the glass is so thin, there was like the bells were ringing or something. Uh, and it was just so pleasant. And I just I sunk into the chair. I drifted off in this wonderful deep sleep. My muscles were relaxed. And it, it was just great. And then I fell deep asleep. And I fell deep asleep only to await our next quest next week for another costuming. And uh, trending Tuesdays, costume Moose Days. Good night.